You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Champions League Wednesday preview. Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Mönchengladbach, Shakhtar Donetsk, all fighting for a spot in the knockout stages. We also have Ajax against Atalanta. Of course, we discuss Salzburg, RB Salzburg against Atletico Madrid. The winner of that one heads over to the knockout stages. It will be an amazing uh, occasion for Jesse Marsh. We have Jimmy Conrad with his easy money and James Bench. Everything begins right now. He's back. He's back. He's back. I just made that song up because I'm so happy. Jimmy Conrad is back. It's never the same without you, Jimmy C. Welcome back, baby. Get in, Luis. Let's do this. What's up, everybody listening at home? Great to see you. Or now I got to pretend to see your beautiful faces. <laughs> Great to feel you. <laughs> it sounds really weird, too, actually. Yeah, it does. Uh, Jimmy, welcome back, my friend. Um, how are you, actually? Let me ask you first that. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, very exciting weekend of games. And obviously, we're coming off the back of Seattle Sounders scoring three goals in the last 15 minutes to book their ticket for the fourth time in the last five years to the MLS Cup final against the Columbus Crew. Uh, very, very exciting. And uh, excited for that club in particular. Absolutely. And we will have an MLS Cup special with Jimmy and Heath later this week. If only Raul Rodriguez could do that for Peru, then I'd be so happy. Anyway, <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. I know. I, I, I know. Yeah, you would do the same thing if it was you. <laughs> I would, 100%. All right, let's move on. Let's talk Champions League Wednesday preview. So much to talk about. James Bench will join us later on, but we begin with Jimmy Conrad and his easy money. Jimmy, just Give it to me. Just give me everything. <laughs> okay. So first and foremost, Bayern Munich. I've learned a few times over, you do not bet against these guys. When you go to William Hill, there's not great value for them. They're obviously heavy favorites against Locomotive Moscow in this one. They've already won the group. They're clear on that, that end. Loco, though, has a chance. If RB Salzburg loses at home to Atletico Madrid and they can somehow, Loco, get a draw against Bayern Munich, they have a better goal difference. They would get that Europa League spot. So they still have a chance in this one. However, that being said, I like Bayern Munich to win and both teams to score plus 126. That's my easiest of money. You know Bayern's going to do it. Um, Bayern's going to win the game, but I do think that Loco will put something forward. They will try to go for it. They're not just going to roll over on their last match day. It's like, you know, and they got to hope that Atletico does the job. So I like that one a lot. Anytime I bet with Bayern, usually good things happen or with Robert Lewandowski. But if you guys want to check it out and maybe try to find some stuff, it's tough. Everything's so heavy to Bayern. You got to find those, those exotic prop bets. But I thought this one was pretty safe, all things considered. So Bayern to win, both teams to score plus 126. Uh, the next one I have is also in this group, Group A, Joao Felix to score anytime plus 160, Luis. This guy scored two goals the last time hit them and RB Salzburg played, you know, and, and you got Luis Suarez coming back into the team. That's only going to create more space for Mr. Joao Felix. I, I think, I think this is the easiest of money, by the way, I think he's going to hit the back of the net. Atleti are on something special. They're leading La Liga. They need to win this game to get to the knockout rounds. You know, they're going to do it. Diego Simeone in a must win game. He's going to figure out how to do it. RB Salzburg have shipped a lot of goals. They've lost two games at home so far this season. They're they're, they're They dropped out of the top spot in the Austrian Bundesliga. I love Jesse Marsh, American manager managing in the, in the champions league with a chance. If he wins to go to the knockout rounds, that club's hit first time in their history, 
yeah, I want to subscribe to that, but I'm staying away from the result because even if that does happen, I'd really like that to happen, but I just don't see it happening. Joel Felix scoring anytime plus 160 seems like great value. And then my last easy money, Luis, and there's a lot to look at, but Atalanta just needs a draw in Amsterdam in, in, on this last match day to go to the knockout rounds. Atalanta, obviously very uneven in their form, both in Europe and domestically. They, they tied Michelin 1-1 at home, but they've won four straight Champions League games away from home. That says something. Ajax in particular lost to Liverpool last time out. They lost at home to, to Twenta 2-1, their first loss at home in the league this season. Uh, they're still in the top spot in the Eredivisie, but, but they seem... I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on with them right now. They have some, obviously, some top, top players, Dusan Tadic, uh, Traore up top, who I'm a big fan of, Neres. They've got a front three that's dangerous. But I think Gasparini, now I want to say this, and this, this is why it's going to make it a little bit interesting for you guys, and I'll let you decide how you want to bet it, but I'll give you some things to look at. Uh, Atalanta didn't play on the weekend because their game against Udinese got canceled because of a waterlogged field. They've had an extra couple of days of rest. If you give a manager like Gasparini, who I think is one of the top managers in the world, a chance to prepare for you a couple more days, knowing you're going to have rested guys, I just think that gives them even more of an advantage than what Ajax had to go through, who started all their guys, by the way. I thought they were going to rest them because they needed to win this game midweek, and they started all their guys and played a majority of minutes. So interesting to see. So here are my bets on this. If you want Atalanta to win straight up, plus 235. I like Duvan Zapata to score both teams to score Atalanta to win plus 480. But if you're feeling, if you're more of a Papu Gomez, if you're more to the hipster Papu, Papu Gomez, who I love the number 10, he's cute as a button, tremendous player. If you think he's going to score both teams to score Atalanta to win, that's plus 650. But those are the ones that I like a lot. I think Atalanta is going to do the business. I think there's tremendous value there. And I think that's what people should consider if they want to take a wager on one of these games. I love it. I love all of them. Listen, uh, to your point about Atalanta, this is going to be a great game, by the way, Atalanta and Ajax. And I feel, and that's really great input about the fact that Atalanta didn't play this past weekend and a team like Gasparini's uh, just savors that, right? They've just been like, you know, revving up for this. I just think that Atalanta are at their most dangerous and exciting when everything is on the line. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're fresh and all you need to do is bet on that win and uh, Zapata maybe to score. Hey, listen, who's cuter, Benega or Papu? Papu Ooh, that's a tough one. Nice one. They're both a little cute as a button, guys. Uh, I throw Dax McCarty in there from Nashville FC. You know, he's, he's the ginger ninja. You got all these little, little tiny guys in the middle of midfield pulling the strings. So, yeah, that's a tough one. I, I'm a big Ever Benega fan. Um, yeah, well, I go with I go with Benega actually over Papa Gomez. Wow, yeah. did you just say Ginger Ninja on Dax McCarty? <laughs> I did. Did you make that up? <laughs> no, he's been he's been called that behind the scenes for many years. And that is that right? Is that right? That's an incredible <laughs> nickname. Probably my top three that I've heard. <laughs> I need to have. We need to have Dax on the show. And we and, should. He's amazing. And, and asking what he thinks of that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, all those bets are excellent. Uh, I like all of them. You have so much information, everybody, from Jimmy Conrad's Easy Money. When we come back, we will talk about the tremendous highlight needed. It's just going to happen. That is, of course, Real Madrid, Mochin Gladbach, and Inter Milan, Shakhtar Donetsk Group. They just, you know, it's just going to be madness. Madness, I tell you. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We continue with our Wednesday Champions League preview here with Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy has one more from his easy money as we look at Group B. Group B, Real Madrid, Mochin Gladbach, Inter Milan, Shakhtar Donetsk. What do you have for us, Jimmy? Okay, so I don't know how... <clears throat> excuse me, how easy this money is. I'm going to choke on these words really quick. But Real Madrid to beat Borussia Mönchengladbach at home. They're minus 150 to win straight up. 
And then Inter Milan's minus 345 to beat Shakhtar Donetsk, which I find interesting because Inter have only won two out of their last six games at home in all competitions and have yet to win at home in the Champions League group stages. So them to do the business minus 345, that is heavy, heavy action for them to, to do it and make it happen. But if you put those two together, you turn those two negatives into a positive, Luis, and you have a parlay that's plus 115, something to consider. I, I think that Real Madrid, to get into it a little bit, they got Sergio Ramos coming back. Carvajal is going to come back. That's going to solidify their back four. And also winners win. These guys are the, the winningest team in the history of the Champions League. They've got all those core guys together. Yes, they're not necessarily firing on all cylinders. And yes, Eden Hazard hasn't panned out. And yes, we could create all these narratives, whatever. I think they're going to go in there and do the business. Bruce Mush and Gladbach, though, have scored or averaged two goals a game away from home in the Champions League group stages. They're on fire. I just think that they are going to kick themselves after the result of this game, that Madrid's going to win, in my opinion, because they dropped points in match day one and match day two when they gave up two 90th minute goals. That's what they're going to go back and look at and, and be pretty disappointed. So, so I don't know if you want to just focus on that game. We can get into Inter Milan in a little bit, but, but I think Sergio Ramos coming back into the team, whatever you think about him, love him, hate him. Yes. He dabbles in the dark arts of defending. Like the guy knows how to get it done. So I just think he's, that will raise the level of everybody, specifically Rafael Varane, who has dropped off considerably this season. And even at the la that latter end of last season, when he made those mistakes against Manchester City in the Champions League. Yeah, uh, well, let's stick on this game. Uh, before we, we carry on, let me just give you the, the scenario right now. Munch and Gladbach leading the group with eight points. Shakhtar Donetsk with seven points. Real Madrid also with seven and third. And Inter Milan with five. Uh, Munch and Gladbach just needs to draw right here. Uh, but to your point, and this is something that I mentioned to James Bench later on in the show, which is exactly what you're saying. Sergio Ramos, there are a few players in the world that when they're in the starting 11, they act almost as three players because they are just such an influence. Messi, of course, Ronaldo, of course. At this moment, I would say Bruno Fernandes is probably in that conversation yeah. as well. Sergio Ramos is that person. It's incredible how much of an influence he has on this team. And I feel that his return is vital also because he's a set piece taker, penalty taker, and adds so much value. Valverde is out, but I think they probably have enough against Mönchengladbach. It's just going to be very difficult because Mönchengladbach knows exactly how to work a team from a possession-based perspective whenever they lose the ball, etc. But this is do or die for Real Madrid. Uh, so it, it, it's a key game here and they need that win. And it would just be incredible <laughs> if they don't make it happen. I just, it's very difficult to really see. Uh, but Sergio Ramos' return is a big, big, big deal. I mean, let's, let's be honest. And I think I've said this before on the podcast. When Madrid looks at themselves in the mirror, they don't see themselves as playing in the Europa League. They don't see themselves getting knocked out in the Champions League. They see themselves as Champions League winners. And they've proven that time and time again. And because they have these core guys, yes, Fatty Valverde's out. And they have some wingers and Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo who are a bit young and inconsistent. And they got Kareem Benzema who's back on the team. They still have enough experience in the spine of the team. Casemiro's back in now with, with Cruz and Modric. It's just Carvajal's back in. So you don't have to rely on Lucas Vasquez, who's formerly a winger playing outside back. You got to get Marcelo away from, from left back position. Anytime he starts, anytime uh, Real Madrid has lost this season, Marcelo has started at left back. They got Mendy in the team. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's all to play for. They're at home. They haven't played particularly well. And I wonder about this at their home stadium, which is their makeshift stadium. They're not playing at the Bernabeu. If they had been playing games at the Bernabeu, I wonder 
if they had would have played better at home because right now it feels like they're just playing at some practice facility and i don't think it they lose a little bit of the luster it's just like oh we're just scrimmaging against real madrid it's not that uh, the gravitas isn't there of, of bernabao i played in the bernabao and it's just it's so intimidating in so many different ways obviously even without fans i think there's still some allure and, and magic there and i do think that impacts them but in this game in a must win well let's be honest let's talk about zidane if if they get knocked out is he gone are they gonna sack zidane i mean it's crazy oh. to think that that's a possibility. Yeah. For me, Zidane, Zidane's too cool to get sacked. He's just going to resign. But I, and, and he said it today in the, just a Zidane kind of way. But we did have Fabrizio Romano in the show. And he did say, listen, like Real Madrid is basically waiting to see what happens in this game, which translates to me that, you know, Real Madrid, Zidane is taking nothing for granted in this one. By the way, I say later in the episode, like it would be so great to have Monchi Gladbach, you know, qualified to the knockout stage. It would. But, you know, I don't know. This is, again, a do or die situation. But the idea that they lose, Sedan gets fired. Sergio Ramos, by the way, is still trying to negotiate his own contract as well. Like, it's just, there's so many pieces here. Yeah, Super yeah. intriguing. Uh, but that's awesome that you've played under in the Bernabeu. It must oh, be- it was an incredible experience. R9 Ronaldo, Zidane, Beckham, Ooh. Roberto Carlos, Iker Casillas. Uh, it was a dream. And I learned a lot in those 90 minutes. And what I honestly learned, it's a friendly, right? What I learned was... Those guys work so hard and they're so efficient with their movements. There's no wasted energy at all. They're so tactically astute that if one thing is taken away from them, they know exactly what their other three options are. Zidane is just, I mean, he's just another level. I mean, he, he just, it's one thing to see it on TV and I think you can appreciate it, but to see it in person and how smooth and fluid he is and how, I don't think he ever looks down at the ball. I always think he's just checking his shoulders all the time and looking around to see who can play and who's making runs and the timing and the weight of his, the weight of his passes. Uh, this is insane. And when it gets R9 Ronaldo, I mean, that guy's quad is bigger than my whole body, you know? And, and yeah. it was just, a, it, he's two footed. We gave him a half chance in the first half. Most players that I'd play against, even world-class ones. Yeah. Maybe they get it on frame. Maybe it gets close. This guy put it in the side netting. I mean, he barely had, he just had a little tiny window side netting. I was like, I've never two footed, you know, he can go either way. He's fast. He can, he's timing of his, it's stupid. It was stupid. It was incredible experience and I can get into it more at another time. But, but uh, I, I learned a lot in those 90 minutes, especially I came back to my club team and the national team as I just seen, I've seen another level. And when you see those guys of that level working as hard as they did in a friendly, that doesn't matter. It made me appreciate just how hard you have to continue to work to, to be yeah. world-class and how hard you have to work to maintain it. Yeah. It's, it's, I always tell young, I know it's like, I listen, young people, but I do always tell young people like you got to remember the Galactico era of Real Madrid. It was just another era. By the way, I also played at the Bernabeu, but it was called the Bernabeu. It's a little local park uh, <laughs> near my house in Lima. Uh, completely That's different. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Inter Milan. No Arturo Vidal. That might be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> they'll end up with more players by the end of the game. This is also like a game where Antonio Conte is like, Listen, like, let's take care of business. Uh, Shata Donetsk, you know, they've already proven that they can beat the best. They can, and they can really perform. Um, Inter Milan is bottom of Group B. Uh, a win, a win, uh, I believe, well, that gives them eight points. And they then need some, they need some help, I think. And then they need help from Mönchengladbach and Real Madrid. If Mönchengladbach win and Inter Milan win, then they're good to go. Uh, yes. Right. Inter Milan, if Inter Milan wins and either Real Madrid or Borussia Mönchengladbach are the clear winner, then they'll go through as well. Right. So, you know, they have to take care of business and then rely on the fate of the other game. How do right. you see this one? 
I see this one as Inter winning. It feels very safe. I feel like with all the ones that are on the precipice of going bad for the big clubs and going and then obviously going well for them, I've gone safe every single time. I'm leaning on that experience and quality of these teams. I feel like somebody's going to pull off an upset. I don't know if it's RB Salzburg. I don't know if it's, you know, Borussia Mönchengladbach or Shakhtar Donetsk. There's something about this Inter Milan squad that I just, I don't know. I, they seem to fail when, when they need to step up. And so I'm, I'm reluctant to go too heavy on them. But if you can't win at home against Shakhtar Donetsk, with all due respect to them, to have a chance to go to the knockout rounds, and you don't deserve to be in the knockout rounds in the first place, in my humble yeah. opinion. Uh, but when you think about how Shakhtar beat Real Madrid the previous week, two defensive mistakes from Madrid, you know, you could kind of see them. Here we go again. We're, we're Veron and Mendy are... You know, nobody's making the big saves. Nobody's making the, the big the big chances up top. Asensio is coming back, and I thought he looked sharp, but nobody was really clinical in the final third. I don't think they're going to run into that here with Inter Milan. I think Inter Milan will bury their chances. Lukaku is something fierce, especially in European competition. Uh, Lataro Martinez, I'm a big fan of. Barella is really coming into his own, playing a little bit higher up the field, which I like because I think he's very talented. If they can limit their defensive mistakes, Inter Milan, I think they've got a good chance in this one. That's what Shakhtar does very well, especially in this competition where they're a little outmatched and a little outgunned. They're just going to wait and they pounce on your mistakes. And right now they've done a very good job outside of their two games against Borussia Mönchengladbach of punishing you for those mistakes. The last time these two teams played, it was 0-0 in Ukraine. I don't see a 0-0 here. And I think as Inter Milan, it's interesting. You said earlier that Atalanta is better with their backs against the wall when everything's riding on the line. I would say something similar with Inter when, I saw them play, God, well, who that was, it Sampdoria the other day where they were down 2-0, and then all of a sudden they decided to play and press and go really hard at them, and they scored four goals in the next 15 minutes to win 4-2. to two. I was like, why did they just do that from the beginning? So if we see that Inter Milan, that kind of intensity and urgency right from the get-go, and they, they get rewarded for that, because if Shakhtar can manage and, and weather that storm, obviously that plays uh, a lot more into Shakhtar and more into frustration of Inter. But if they can go with that urgency right away, and I think Conte will tell his guys to do that. Let's just press them high. Don't make any mistakes in the back. Don't play too high of a line and squeeze them a little bit and see if we can get something. If they get an early goal, I think Inter goes on to win. But but the longer that game goes 0-0, zero, zero, I, I like Shakhtar a lot more. Yeah, and an angry Lukaku is a dangerous. <laughs> it is. Well, I it feel is. like that would be an interesting it's thing. It's like Brad Pauly, our producer, when he's upset. <laughs> when he know? gets upset, we don't get a show, guys. <laughs> we don't get a show. We got to freelance somewhere Tear else. people's heads off. You yeah, know? he's like Mark Ruffalo, but then you make him <laughs> angry and then he turns into the Hulk. Uh, listen, let's talk about... Uh, Man City obviously already through, but you know, reports obviously Zach Steffen probably making his start here. Yeah, that's um, what I heard. He's starting today. It's a big deal here. What do you make of it? I mean, it's good for him, you know, the starting goalkeeper for the United States men's national team to finally, you know, see some action uh, in the Champions League. Yeah, and it's nice to play against Marseille, who have yet to score a goal in open play in the Champions League group stages. They got blanked in their first four games and they scored two penalties in their last one against Olympiacos. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great game for, for Stefan to start, obviously get that Champions League experience and start to build that trust, right? I think all you want if you're a goalkeeper, and for me as a center back, it was the same. If I'm going to come in for the guy that usually starts, I want to make sure there's no drop-off in quality. I want to make sure that they can trust me in any situation, whether that's coming off the bench, whether that's starting a game that's relatively meaningless, whatever it is, I want to make sure. And this is a great opportunity for him. Obviously, we're very excited from an American perspective. But uh, yeah, from what I understand, he's going to start. And, and uh, that's a very big deal. And I hope he does well. 
Absolutely. Um, anything else as we say goodbye to Jimmy Conrad, Jimmy, anything else from Wednesday's action or anything else? Because Jimmy will be back uh, to talk, obviously, about uh, all the recaps uh, regarding this week, as well as uh, the Europa betting preview week and preview. Anything else uh, that you want to before you leave us? No, I'm just kind of curious about uh, Michelin versus Liverpool. I'm really curious to see who Liverpool roll out. They've got so many talented young guys, and those guys are starting to step up in a more meaningful way, and I think they'll roll out more of a younger team because they've got everything locked up at the top of the group. But, uh, yeah, that should be a really good one to watch. And, obviously, I'm pulling for Jesse Marsh and Zach Steffen to uh, have some American representation in the knockout rounds. Absolutely. And Jesse Marsh, by the way, you can hear my one-on-one -on -one with Jesse uh, that came out today. Uh, he talks about the Atletico Madrid game. If, if you're listening to this after that, um, no, well, you can't be because it comes out now and you better listen straight away. <laughs> uh, but you can listen to it on Kego Lasso Pod. Jimmy Conrad, always good to have you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Luis. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Que Golazo. As promised, we have our very own James Benj. Benj, how are you, buddy? I am great. Um, I've forgotten about the North London derby. We're not talking about the North London derby. It never happened. It never happened. We will not talk about the North London derby. We'll just talk about your excellent interview with Wenger and everything else. Forget that it ever happened. Let's talk Champions League Wednesday action. And with you, Benj, uh, we'll go with Group A uh, as Salzburg in a huge game against Atletico Madrid. Very simple for Salzburg. They win and they're through. Uh, we obviously had Jesse Marsh on the show talking about the importance of it. Uh, James, uh, big game, huge game. H how do you see this one? I think this is a perfect game for Salzburg. I mean, so there's obviously there's the one caveat that they are playing a team with a historic reputation for quality defense um, and they need to win and Atleti don't. So, I mean, that's the sort of the fly in the ointment for, our, uh, for Red Bull Salzburg. But I think it's a perfect scenario for this Salzburg team, who are one of the best teams in the Champions League at the moment in terms of attacking football. They swing for the fences. And sometimes they're like, you know, we've seen them drop points during this competition because they've gone a bit too hard. 
they've gone a bit too aggressive and they've, they've left the back door open. But the joy of this game for them is that, you know, there's no reason to, to worry about what's going on in your defence because you have to win. You have to go hard. And I mean, obviously, you know, I look at this attacking talent. Um, Berisha, I think I'd not really heard much about him before this tournament began. He was amazing. Great um, last time out against Moscow. Patson Daka, we've probably not seen the best of him this tournament. Um, and then the guy that we have seen the best of, and I know player that Jesse was was praising on on, on the pod earlier, uh, Shaboshlai. You know, these are players that will get create chances and they will probably score one. Um, so I really like the idea of Salzburg winning this and I have I picked them to win. I think this is a perfect scenario um, for Jesse Marsh, for Salzburg. You just go for it. And Atleti haven't been great defensively in this competition. And maybe that's just Bayern. Maybe that's just, you know, because they have been great in La Liga defensively. But, I, yeah, I like the idea that Salzburg, I, if I was um, Marsh, you'd just be going, go for it. Come out swinging, see what happens. And, you know, get amongst that Let's Madrid. I like them to win. I think they're going to do it. Yeah, well, that's the perfect way, uh, the way that uh, Salzburg uh, under Jesse Marsh think, actually, uh, as we talked in the pod, like he is just, uh, I'm just going for the win every single time. It doesn't matter who it is. And like you said, it's a perfect matchup. Just a few key pieces of information, uh, Renan Lodi, Carrasco, uh, Versalco, Diogo Costa, Manu Sanchez, they all remain out of Atleti, but Luis Suarez returns, uh, which is a big one. And uh, that will be a major, major thinking point for Salzburg. As you mentioned, Patson Daka is available uh, for selection once again. Uh, but Barish is looking good as well. And here's my question to you, uh, James Bench, which I asked uh, Jesse. You know, he goes for the win every single time. But what happens if they take an early lead? And God knows what happens if they even go 2 nothing up at halftime. Do they keep going? Or do they hold back? It's a, it, you know, it's a question I asked him, and essentially he said, "Look, uh, we we keep going, really." Uh, how do you see it? You may as well. I, you know, no, no Carrasco, no Costa, no Lodi, who's a really good attacking defender. I just don't, you know, I I, I don't see that Atleti are going to be the sort of team that, that pose a huge threat to you if you go forward. I mean, you know, they may well score, but you know. I, I want to give as well our, our listeners a sense of just how good and how creative this um, Salzburg team has been. So if you go to expected goals per 90 by Opta, basically saying how good are the chances you're making, um, Salzburg's XG is higher than Bayern Munich, higher than Chelsea, higher than Manchester City, higher than PSG, higher than every team in the group stages, except for Barcelona, who have been like, you know, bullying tiny teams from Hungary. He doesn't know any other way. The players don't know any other way. And I think almost you would worry more about Salzburg if they felt like they had to defend and stay tight and hold, you know, hold things, hold their own. It's just not a natural way for them to play. And that's where mistakes creep in. So, um, yeah, go for it. Keep going. See if, if you're 2-0 up, you'll be better off 3-0 up. Absolutely. And you're talking about going for it. They've scored, uh, what, 34 goals in the Austrian Bundesliga. They've scored... 10 uh, in Group A, which is pretty respectable, but they have conceded 15. That was a great first game uh, <laughs> against Atleti when they lost 3-2. So you would think that they will score. It's more about will they score more than the other team. And my worry, though, is that if Atleti only needs a draw, 
I think Simeone, Simeone is quite comfortable out of many teams in the Europe. I think they're one of those teams that are quite comfortable, really, just like sticking with it. But I'm going to go with you, James Bench. I think Salzburg's taking this one and it will be such a great moment for that club. And of course, Jesse Marsh. Any final thoughts on that game before we move on, my friend? I've got nothing more to say other than, yes, it will be brilliant. <laughs> That's the best way to end it. All right, let's talk about, um, we obviously uh, talked with Jimmy about, you know, the conundrum that is uh, the Real Madrid, Mönchengladbach, uh, Inter Milan group, uh, another big one. Uh, you know, we had Fabrizio Romano uh, earlier in the week mentioning that Real Madrid's uh, going to wait and see what happens here in this last game uh, to determine the fate of Zinedine Zidane. Sergio Ramos is still in negotiations to re renovate his contract for next year. This is a huge game. They obviously beat Sevilla this past weekend. There was a good, resilient win. Not pretty, but at least they got those three points. And, uh, you know, now comes a big test against Mönchengladbach. How do you see this one? So we all... We're all, you know, we all believe that there is something immutable about this Real Madrid, and there must be, because they have won an awful lot of Champions Leagues, you know, quite frankly, sometimes when it looked like everything was going wrong for them, and they have been in this position before, both in knockout football, I mean, less, quite a bit less so in, in group stage, but, you know, we've seen them backs to the wall, they produce good performances. But then I think, is that all I have to go on that convinces me that Real Madrid might get through here? You know, when I look at them from a, a footballing standpoint, I kind of go, nah, it's not a it's not a special Real Madrid team. It's reliant on Karim Benzema. I think is Eden Hazard still out? Um, I mean, even if he was fit, would he be a, a great asset to this team? I mean, he, he's probably not going to be anyway. Um, the midfield is old and slow, except Valverde. The defence, um, I think Ramos will be back, but you know. <laughs> we've seen him do sort of hit we've seen hero ball from Sergio Ramos but we've also seen them cost Real Madrid points as well and then I've stacked that up against everything I know about Gladbach that they've got a brilliant attack that they will score goals and so I kind of think I'm certainly not convinced that Real Madrid will get through this um you know I know a draw is probably the the scenario that Inter Milan are terrified of and is maybe the safest, you know, safest route for for Gladbach and Madrid to both go through. And Italians, I do they call it a biscotto? We might need to check that with Fab. But there's a, a fear that it will all, um, you know, kind of get decided in Madrid, um, and an Inter will get brushed out of the equation. But I don't, I don't see a huge amount that inspires confidence in me that that Madrid would win and guarantee their progress. I think they're they're a pretty average team. Well, they have been in the group stage, and they've been you know, kind of out, outclassed and the only games they played really well against Inter Milan. So I'm, I like I like Gladbach to at least get a point, quite possibly more. Yeah, well, uh, to your point, Sergio Ramos is back. He is back in the squad. Uh, but in that midfield that you were talking about, Fede Valverde is not still in the squad. Hazard is not either. Uh, Marcelo is back, though. Uh, you know, that's Does he want him? I mean, like... Well, I mean, there's something to be said about reputation that heightens a little bit of confidence, I guess. Mm. Uh, but I don't know how important that will be against a side that's very good at unlocking certain parts of the pitch like Mönchengladbach. Uh, but I think the key here is the fact that Sergio Ramos is back. I think uh, out of any player in any team, uh, you know, aside from obviously Ronaldo and Messi, I think a player like Sergio Ramos it, it just 
exudes so much uh, confidence throughout the whole team. And not just that, he's the set piece taker in many situations. It's just a big, big return for him. But this is, this is not just any team. This is a very well-organized uh, Mönchengladbach. And home or away, it's going to be very difficult. So what do you see here, a draw? I went for it. See, when we were doing our picks for the site, I went for a Gladbach win. Um... So if Mönchengladbach Ooh, have... win, that means Gladbach obviously topped the group. Uh, and uh, Real Madrid are done and if Shakhtar Donetsk uh, at least tie against Inter Milan they're second in the group which would be kind of incredible how do you see that one let's move on to Inter Milan and Shakhtar Donetsk Uh, another team like Real Madrid that I just uh, this is what's been brilliant about this group is it's loads of talent on paper but seemingly they just go throw it all up in the air this this Inter Milan team and I don't know what to make of them but I keep you know every, almost every game this group stage I've gone well I look at the talent of that Inter Milan team and it you know it it trumps it trumps maybe every other team in this group um Lukaku and uh Lukaku and Lataro are still in great form um yeah. <laughs> but then it's Antonio it, it's almost the sort of reverse of what I was saying with, with um, Real, where it, it feels like it's intellectually sort of a bit lazy to just fall back on Antonio Conte and the Champions League. It doesn't quite click. But then I'd, I have no other explanation for this. It's a system that works and it should work well in Europe because it, it, it's got nice balance to it. Most of the players, other than the left, whoever he plays at left wing back, are good athletic players who you can rely on. I mean, I think Ashraf Hakimi's wonderful. I mean, he scored two, didn't he, at the weekend. So, the, but, the, but then there must be, the, there must be something other than Conte just doesn't like the Champions League and it doesn't click for him. But that's all I've got to fall back on. Um, and because that's not really an, a logical argument, I kind of still think Inter will win this. Um, they were great against Gladbach and they've got such firepower um, at home. I like them to get the job done, but... It's this group is just is driving me mad. I'm not gonna. I'm kind of glad I'm not really covering it because it would be sleepless nights. It's madness. Yeah. Well, luckily it's the last uh, game of the group stage where it will drive you mad. Uh, and I, I don't know if Conte doesn't like the Champions. It's probably the other way around. Uh, that's probably what happens here. But Arturo Vidal is out. Uh, we know that much, uh, which is good, I think. You know, because at least Inter will play with eleven men by the end of uh, well, the end of the game. Uh, but I, I agree. It's a very difficult group. It's very inconsistent in terms of who you can rely on. But I'm going to uh, go with the obvious here. I think that despite of what I said about Mönchengladbach, I think Real Madrid take this. Um, Inter Milan. Ugh, I, I want to say draw, man. But I think I'm going to go with an Inter win. Uh, so if Real and Inter win, that's them through. Yes. I can't believe that Inter would actually get out of this group. Yeah. This is just because be of the better head to head between Inter Milan and Mönchengladbach, right? So if Mönchengladbach loses, they stick on eight points. If Inter wins, that's eight points too. But I believe Inter's head to head against Gladbach is better. Real Madrid wins. Obviously, they have 10 points. So they go through. And that would be so after all that drama, I feel like Real Madrid and Inter will go through. I hope not. I'm actually cheering for watching Gladbach. It's it's good to see a team like that make it to the knockout stage. Yes, but then a good team ends up in the Europa. I don't need Real Madrid in the Europa League. That is the last thing I need. 
Well, you know, we just had Richie Ledesma on the show, PSV, Eindhoven, and U.S. men's national team midfielder. And he said, I said, who do you want to play in the knockout stages in Europa? And straight away, without a blink, Real Madrid. <laughs> I admire that optimism. I love it. I love it. James Bench, before we say goodbye to you, anything else from Wednesday's matches uh, that you're looking forward to, aside from, obviously, those cracking games? Um, Ajax Atalanta. I can't wait to see how Ajax cope with David, David Neres, who is criminally underrated across the continent and is a real top quality winger. That game is going to be brilliant. I'm sure you guys are going to preview it with, with someone else, but Neres was phenomenal at Anfield, even in defeat. Um, I'm intrigued to see how Ajax cope without him and Masrawi. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame that those two are going against each other because I like them so much, but one of them, uh, if Atalanta ties, then they're through. Uh, if Ajax wins, they're through uh, warning second. So it'll be a, a great game. Absolutely. James Bench, always good to have you on the show. I hope you enjoy the Champions League and we will see you very soon, my friend. See you soon. I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and James Bench for joining me today. Don't forget to listen to us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you're listening to us on the website on cbsports.com, make sure that you head over to those platforms or anywhere else you listen to your pods. We're on Twitter as well, Kegolasso Pod. Please leave a rating and review. It really helps us grow this show. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you very soon.